There are very many stories about uh, what happened in the yeshiva of Kelm. And uh, one of them I heard uh, uh, from the Meshgirli Yalishua Zetzal. And uh, it's something like this. Uh, someone once saw a bacher get up in the base medrash and run towards the door. Immediately, everyone else in the base medrash got up and ran out of the door, ran outside, right? And only when they looked back, they saw smoke and fire. There was a fire in the base medrash. They didn't see anything till they left. But they knew they had to leave. Why? Maybe maybe it was a long-lost relative that had come to visit, and he was running to greet his relative. Or maybe someone just told him he became a chassan and was going to give him a mazel tov and to greet him. How did everybody know to get up and run? No one yelled fire. They just watched him get up and run, and then they ran. You see, because in Kelm, if someone runs, it must be that there's a danger. It must be that there's a fire. Otherwise, you don't run. You don't run. Because when you run, you don't think. You can't think. If there's something which is very, very important to you, you walk. And you think while you're walking. You know, in, in, in Parsha Shmini, we talk a lot about the animals you're not allowed to eat and animals that are tamay. And one of them is the sherets. Is the sherets. So my twin told me a vort that sherets is is Sheretz Amayim and Sheretz Ha'ov, right? Sheretz is tummy not only to eat, but also to touch. Sheretz is Sheretz. You ran. Rats. You ran without reason. Without it being necessary. You just ran through life. And what he was trying to say, of course is that we have to try our best not to run, to pause, to contemplate, to think, to be misbonen. I want to tell you a story, a story that I saw uh, <clears throat> in Living Amuna, uh, the sixth chalik of Living Amuna, page 82, there's a story there about somebody, a very bright fellow, probably the best in his class, right? Uh, he had a passion to grow. And he he kept on doing things. Um, he had many milestones in his school career, but he never stopped. He never stopped to go to look back. He always wanted to go to the next level. To go higher, right? And that's, he got married, had a lot of children, 
uh, someone gave him advice. He got a beautiful house. Uh, he had a good job teaching uh, in a yeshiva. Uh, things were going very well for him. But he never stopped to think. Once one thing was successful, one thing happened, he went to the next, right? Until one day, Hashem sent him a present. What was the present? The present was that he got a call from one of his son's schools saying that there's a problem, uh, he's getting into trouble, he's not doing what he should be doing, uh, I think we have to come, you have to come and speak about it. And then a few minutes later, he gets a call from <clears throat> his landlord. And landlord tells him, I'm sorry, I have to tell you this, but I've sold the house. You have two weeks to move. You have to leave the house you rented. And then a short while later, another call. <laughs> He's afraid to answer. He answers the call. Sure enough. The yeshiva that he taught in was trying to consolidate, right? They had a financial problem. Sounds familiar. Except that the way we can never consolidate because we have gems for rebellion. <laughs> we can never consolidate. But he, his yeshiva was going to consolidate and they have eliminated his class. No job. He lost his job. So then he stopped and he went into his room and he started to think. And he started to think of all the special things that Hashem has done for him throughout his career. And he started to dwell on them and he started to thank Hashem, what he never did before. He started to thank Hashem for all the wonderful, special things, the, the children and the schools and the the job and the and the teaching and, 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 and his family and just trying to thank Hashem for everything that he has experienced in the years that have gone by. And it was a long time. It took him a long time to go through and to thank Hashem. And then finally he said, thank you Hashem for these calls which woke me up and made me realize that I never stopped to thank you I never stop to appreciate. I have to change my life. Thank you for all these things. I know it, it, it's, it's going to be very difficult without a job. And I'm concerned very much about my son and about his school. And, 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 and these are problems. Right? I don't I don't say I, I don't I don't know how to face them, but I thank you, Hashem, because I know that it, that it is for my own good. Hashem maybe you were trying to make me wake up and to appreciate what I have. And not to be caught up in the meter of Behilas. You know what this meter is. Behilas means like running around with a uh, a chicken without a head. Behilas, you're not thinking, you're not pausing to appreciate what we have and what we are doing. You just run for Behilas. And it's one of the most disruptive, disparaging meters that a person could have. Right? Sharats, if we run without reason, 
we don't stop and think, we don't stop and meditate, we're, this, we're, we're, we're losing so much of life. Rosh Chodesh Nisan has passed. It's time soon to sit and meditate about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, about the great Hashem, what Hashem did for His people. We became His nation. We left the Tumah of Egypt behind. But to do that, we have to stop, we have to pause, we have to think. We have to meditate, we have to be misbonin. We shouldn't be rats without reason. We shouldn't run without reason. We shouldn't be in behilas. We should take time to think and appreciate what we have, to thank Hashem for what we have and for in our experiences. And if we do that, we'll have a much richer, much more meaningful and a much better life. Thanks and have a great day. Shalom.